our interview with Father David Grenier, which took place on Friday, October 20th, 2023, is a special podcast discussing the current crisis in the Holy Land. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special podcast of the Go Forth program. I am your host, Ben O'Young, and I have with us today Father David Grenier, a Franciscan who is the leader of the Holy Land Commissary. Father, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Father, could you please open us up in a word of prayer? Lord, you chose to be the Emmanuel, the God that is with us, by incarnating yourself in the Holy Land, where you came as the Prince of Peace. We ask you to bring peace to that land, to all of our lives, and to help us to understand your will, to have the courage and the imagination to, to, to put it into practice, and to be instruments of peace as our founder, San Francisco was. Uh, we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, thank you so much again for agreeing to meet. Our office has been inundated with concerns about our missionary brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. Can you please give us a status of how they are doing? Thanks be to God. All of our Franciscan brothers and all the, the religious also that are in the Holy Land are okay. They are safe. They are struggling, they are fearful. Of course, the uh, situation is uh, very, very tragic over there. Everyone was surprised with what happened on October 7, and with everything that has been happening since then. No one knows where it will lead us, but for now, uh, no one was harmed among the, the, the Franciscan friars. We have around 200 friars in Israel, Palestine that are serving in the shrines of Christianity. I mean, we received uh, 700 years ago the mandate from the Pope to take care of the holy places, and we are there. And by being over there, we are taking care also of the people that is uh, living, the, the Christian communities, um, through, through our parishes and uh, through the schools that we have. And for everyone right now, it's, it's very, very uh, difficult. But mm. at least no one was physically harmed among our friars. Mm. Well, th thank the Lord that no one has been hurt. Again, uh, we have been very concerned. And Father, you shared that there are some of them are in Israel as well as in Palestine. Yes, because our main reason to be in the Holy Land is to take care of the Holy Shrines. Uh, we've been there since 1217. It has been 800 years. And Bethlehem, for example, is in the West Bank. Jericho is in the West Bank. It's in, in Palestine. And so uh, we're in these uh, in these places serving to the people from the West Bank. And at the same time, we will be in Jerusalem, we're in Nazareth and Cana that are in, uh, in, in the Israeli part. So many, many other cities. So we we cover all the territory that is uh, considered the Holy Land. But we need to remember that we've been there for 800 years. So the actual borders, I mean, they are very recent. So in the past, I mean, we're also in Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, Egypt, uh, all uh, serving the different shrines that we have over there and the population, the Christian populations in the region. Mm. Our, our brothers and sisters are all over in the Holy Land serving at the different sites. And yet 
thank goodness that no one's been hurt. At the same time, too, how are our Catholic brothers and sisters doing in this whole crisis? How are they holding up? It's very difficult. Right, right before speaking to you, because I just had the news that the Orthodox compound in Gaza was was hit by a by a missile. But at the same time, too, the Christians are out there and and they're there trying to help out both the Palestinians as well as the Israelis. Correct? Yes, of course. Us, we always try to help as many people as we we can. And what I was saying is that, unfortunately, there are people that were hit by some of the the bombing that took place on Gaza, because we have Christians in Gaza. The Franciscans are not there, but uh, there's uh, a parish of uh, of the Latin Patriarchate. The priests are from the, the Incarnate Word, and the sisters of Mother Teresa, the sisters of the Rosary, and the sisters of the Incarnate Word are there services serving the people. And the, um, the other churches of the Holy Land, like the Orthodox Church, is there too, and their church was it Thursday with uh, at least two families that we don't know. Probably they, they have been killed by, by, the, by, by the bombing. So the situation is, is terrible. For our Christian Catholics, they are still in the parish and the monasteries of the sisters in Gaza. They are doing well, but uh, things are missing. They're, they're limited in what they have to eat. They are limited in, in um, the resources that they have. They're telling us they have good collaborations with the Muslims living around in the neighborhood, as they always did. But things are complicated, very, and everyone is afraid. They don't want to go out. They were told to leave the north of the country where they are, the, the north of the, the Gaza Strip where they are. But they have no place to go, and they prefer to remain together as Catholics in the church close to the Lord. It's very mm. difficult. For them. Mm. And for the Christians and the Catholics that are living in other parts of the country, it's also difficult. No one dares to go out. Everyone is afraid because there are still rockets falling in the part of Israel. At times, the Iron Dome, for example, I spoke to someone I know in Bethlehem, and the Iron Dome blocked a rocket that was going towards Jerusalem that was sent by, uh, by Hamas. And, uh, and the residue, because it was destroyed in air, fell on, on the grounds of, of his neighbor in Bethlehem. So people don't dare to go out. Uh, the streets are not necessarily safe. And something that is very important and, and something that we will have to do to, to help is that we just uh, came out of two years of pandemic where no pilgrims were going in the Holy Land. Most of our Christians over there live thanks to the pilgrimages. They will work in hotels and restaurants and gift shops uh, as guides for the for the pilgrimages, bus drivers, taxi drivers. And for two years, there were no one that was going in the Holy Land because of the pandemic. Uh, many were indebted. Now they were starting to repay their debts. And now we understand that with the situation, we don't know what will happen, but it will take at least months before some pilgrims will go back to, to the Holy Land. And for our Christians, it's very difficult because they won't have money to pay the tuition for, for their kids to go to school. They won't have, I mean, when you have no work, you don't have any resources. 
many, many will be unemployed for, for a few months, so we will need to help. For example, we have a program in Bethlehem in which we help for those who need to have surgery or medicine. We have agreements with the hospital so that we pay for them at the hospital for, for this. The needs will, will go up. It was already there, but uh, because people will not be able to afford, even if uh, they are not uh, hit directly by the war. And right now it's very difficult to understand if they will or not, because hatred is spreading uh, all over the country, unfortunately. Yes, unfortunately. From what you shared, it's a double-edged sword. Not only are they fearing for their lives, they're fearing for their well-being because the income that they could have made, they're not going to make. They're going to be unemployed. Many people are thinking about leaving right now. Even even it was the case before. You see the city of Bethlehem, I, I take this example because it's, it's very easy to give as an example you have people in Chile right now where you have you have a place in Chile in which you have more Christians from Bethlehem than there are Christians remaining in Bethlehem. In 1922, 86% of Bethlehem was Christian. Now it's about 17%. And would be ashamed to have in the place where Jesus was born to have no Christians anymore. Mm. Uh. So... A war, unfortunately, has so many costs, and we're seeing that now. You're seeing that daily over in the Holy Land. And unfortunately now, what you're sharing is that because of the difficulties, many people are leaving, and unfortunately, the, the Catholic population is decreasing. Yeah, right now, I mean, since the beginning of the war, they cannot leave. <laughs> There's no flights, but people are thinking, okay... What's the sense to to remain here if I'm to live in that fear and and I cannot work if I'm not able in six months to make sure that my kids have some food on the table I'm better go out so that's why as Franciscans we try to help them to make sure that they have the basics that they need to to have some decency and and help them out as much as we can. Mm, yes. So Father. Besides praying, how else can our listeners help out? Of course, donations are always welcome. We had already planned to start in that time of the year campaign for Bethlehem to help with social and medical help. Uh, there are needs, of course, in, in Jerusalem and Jericho and the other cities also where the Christians are. But donations would allow us to make sure that they can have health care because in Palestine, for example, there's no health insurance. They're not covered. If they go to the hospital, they need to pay. So that's the reality over here. If we want to maintain our schools also, that give it Christian educations to 10,000 students. We have 17 schools in the Holy Land to make sure that the Christians will have a Christian education. And it's also for us a way to put together Christian Muslims. I mean, we teach in Arabic, so we would be able and to Jews also, but to make sure that the people can meet together. Because when they meet, we truly believe that many of the tensions come from the fact that they don't know one another. And when they mm. get to know the other, they realize that, okay, the other is not so different. Our schools are trying to teach tolerance, respect, and I mean, the Christian values. And so we want to maintain our schools, but now parents won't have the money to pay for the tuition for their students. And we don't want to 
send students away from the school. So we will continue to teach them, but this has a cost. We still need to pay the teachers. We still need to pay uh, everything that is, uh, I mean, all the material of the school. So mm-hmm. any donation that can help us to do that, of course, it's welcome. Uh-huh. Right, because the effort of your mission field is so great. Not only are you trying to have all the Franciscans live the Catholic example, but also are an olive branch to the Palestinians and the uh, Israelis. You can open up healing for both. And that mission, unfortunately, is in jeopardy because of the war. That's certainly something that, that we try to do to, to build bridges. We cannot solve all the problems. We won't make uh, the conflict stop. We won't make a big difference in the conflict, but we can make the difference in the life of the people that we serve. And a few years ago in Jerusalem, I was working at the music school that we have called the Magnificat Institute. And since music is a universal language, it puts together Jews, Muslims, and Christians. They all study together. And if you allow me the expression, they, they, they learn to make our money. That's what we try to uh, and through music, it works. If we if we try to say, oh, we need to do something so that people will speak together and they, they will get together, and we, we like to do, okay, an interreligious event or something like this, it will have limited impact. If we bring them together to do something else, they get to know one another and they not get to respect one another. And it's very frequent in that school that some of the Palestinian Parents will invite the Jewish teacher at their home to, to have a meal. Or I remember once I was in uh, Venice because we were invited to do some concerts over there. And the Jewish teacher was walking in the streets hand in hand with the, the Palestinian student. And it was just the most normal thing to do for them. So that's. Uh... Oh, thank you so much for sharing. That is so good to hear. But. This reminds me of our Sunday readings, and in the Sunday readings, Jesus is saying to love the Lord your God with all your heart, as well as to love your neighbor as yourself. But when you share that with the Palestinians and the Israelis, there is a common bond that they have to have first in order to see that love. Is that what you're sharing with me, Father? That's what I'm trying to say. If you you try to say Palestinian, okay, love the Jews, and (laughs) the Jews love a Palestinian, it's not necessarily easy. But if both of them, for example, both of them love music and you tell them, come to make music and they start making music together, they, they will find a bound together. They will, and they will understand that maybe what they were thinking of the other uh, was not absolutely true. Maybe the other is not so bad and not such a monster as they, they might have thought or is not so dangerous as they might have thought, because not everyone thinks, of course, that the others are a monster, but, but fear is very present in the Holy Land because, because of the past, because of the history, and also because of uh, stories that are told, but uh, without really knowing the, uh, the reality of the other side, I would say. Yeah, the, the reality of the other side. And bottom line is, unfortunately, biases and ignorance are hindering the relationships. And all the more reason why the missionaries are needed there to help see Christ's love uh, for all of them to know and to experience that love so there's not the hatred that, that we're seeing right now. Yeah, and I would even add that 
it's linked with what I was saying before. That's also why the Christian presence is so important. Mm, it's important yes. because it's the land of Jesus, and that would be a shame that in the land when where the church was born, there would be no Christian community anymore. But also, the Christian can be a bridge between the Jewishness and the Muslims that might have difficulty to to meet together. Let's say that can yes. be a role to play with limited capacities. But but what we can do, of course, uh, that's something that. As I said, it won't solve all the problems in the Holy Land, but it can change the life of many people. Yes, Father. Again, you guys are a beacon of Christ's light to area where there seems so much hatred and so much sadness. So many people asked about the children. How are the children holding up over there, given that they're seeing, for some of them, life change completely? How can we pray better for the children in the Holy Land? Of course, it's not easy. Of course, everything that has happened will leave some traumas. So we will see what we can do. I know that's something that we did in Syria, for example, because we are present in Syria uh, too, and something that we had to do with the the children because of the war that uh, that took place over there is to organize, and we might do the same thing in in in, uh, in the Holy Land. Organize some some activities through sports, through hearts, but supervised by psychologists that that will help the kids to get out of some of the dramas that that they have. That's something that we will have to to think about. We will see. It depends of how long this conflict will last, how long the the, the actual attack will, how, how many more suffering all the peoples in the region will have to to endure before all of this is over. But of course, we will try. Do what we can to to help the kids that are studying in our schools, the the children that come to our parishes to to be able to to heal from from the wounds that that the war will will leave. Mm. So sad. It, it 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 sounds as if the kids get along better than the adults. All the more reason why again we need the Lord's love over in the Holy Land. In our show notes, we'll have ways that our listeners can contribute and try to support all of our brothers and sisters who are missionaries in the Holy Land. If I can just add, if someone wants to make donations to help us in, in this mission to take care of the Christians in the Holy Land, you can go on our website at www.myfranciscan.org, and there's a, a place to donate on the website. Yes, Father. Again, we'll have that in our show notes. Father, is there anything else you would like to share? We're very grateful for all the support that uh, we felt, all, all the people that are praying for us, because prayer is always the greatest help that we can have. Holy Land needs a miracle right now, but our Lord is still capable to make miracles. He did so many in that piece of land. He can still do great miracles today. So thanks, thanks for your support and your prayers. Yes, Father, prayer is the engine that drives the church and is needed for the Holy Land. Father, before I let you go, could you please give us a blessing? Yes, of course. May the Lord show you his peace, his love, help you understand his will, fill your heart so that that love will always be stronger than hatred, so that joy will come when there is sadness and despair and so that the light of Christ will always be able 
to scatter away the darkness that there is in our world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father, for your time. I know you're very busy, and all of our listeners will so appreciate your words and how we can support our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. May we continue to pray that all of our missionary brothers and sisters be safe and have strength in the Holy Land. Thanks for your support and your prayers. And let us all go forth and spread the good news. Go Forth is a service of USCMA, funded in part by the Catholic Communications Campaign. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite listening platform. We'd love to earn five stars from you, so be sure to scroll down and leave a review. Visit uscatholicmission.org forward slash go forth for scripture commentaries, show notes, and go forth gathering details. Check out the show notes for pictures and links about our witnesses' mission. Our music is Go Out, Go Out by Curtis Stephan, used by license with OCP. Wherever you live and whatever you do, God has a mission just for you. Come back next week to meet another missionary disciple sharing God's love through their life and witness. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All your nations. Glorify.